Welcome to the Soul Meet Strategy Podcast. This is for the new earth feminine leader who is ready for exponential growth by going deeper into her magic. The woman who's here to expand her wealth, become fully self-expressed and make waves through her business. Hi, I'm your host, Jenna Fay, founder of Soul Meet Strategy. I've grown my multi six-figure business by mentoring badass women like you to unleash your embodied feminine leadership, use aligned strategy to scale, become masterful facilitators and experience quantum manifestation. If you're a full body yes to experiencing more wealth, pleasure and nourishment in your life and business, then you are in the right place. Come and connect with me on Instagram at soulmeetstrategy. Get on my email list at soulmeetstrategy.com and come hang out with me in my community of fellow new earth feminine leaders on Facebook. Now let's kick this off and get this party started. Updates for 2022 with Spence and Jenna. Welcome back to another long overdue joint episode between Consciousness and Leadership, the podcast for Sovereign Souls Rising, hosted by myself, Ghost Cat, also known as Spence. And this collaboration is with my beloved, my wife, Jenna Faye of the Soul Meet Strategy podcast. And we've been getting asked by clients in the dms on instagram on tiktok in person for a long time now when are you two going to sit down and put out some new podcasts because right home we used to do this Mm -hmm. quite frequently it was something we really enjoyed and we had just been in a season where we hadn't been co-creating podcasts together with these conscious conversations but now we are ready to be bringing this back to our tribes back to this uh, beautiful planet with some with some really high level transmissions around consciousness, leadership, and sovereignty. So today we're going to jump into talking about what's going on in the planet right now, what's happening with the collective frequency and the Great Awakening, and talk about what we can uh, foresee coming in 2022 and further into linear time as we enter into this great transition right now. So Han, I'm going to pass it over over to you to tell them a little bit about where we're going to start with this Russia-Ukraine energetic that's playing out right now. Yeah, I feel like we're going to flow into a lot of different areas today, but starting with this whole Russian invasion, I believe is a good starting point. It's definitely one of the core trending topics of the world right now, and it's really close to home for a lot of different people, including some of my clients. I was on a call yesterday with the women in my mastermind, and one of my clients in there is from the Ukraine and left there to Canada when she was a child, and they basically fled from there. So it's bringing up a lot for her, and honestly, a lot of your Eastern European friends in general with this action that is happening over there. And something Spencer and I were reflecting on together last night, actually, was the experiences as Canadians we had when it came to propaganda and conditioning around the Russian people. Because when I was talking to my client yesterday, she was sharing how in Russia, there's been a lot of propaganda in the school system and in the media of basically making Russian people feel that like the world is kind of out to get them and that the West doesn't like them and all of these different things when in reflection I was thinking about it and at first I thought well actually we didn't really have a lot of discussion or culture or beliefs around Russia growing up basically my first thought was well I remember some guys in high school really liked vodka and they were kind of wild and unpredictable a little bit in their actions and that was about it but then it's like I unlocked a repressed memory and remembered that in the school system growing up in Canada, that we actually spent a fair amount of time learning all about Russia and through a very specific lens. So I'll pass it over to you, Spence. What do you remember learning about Russia when you were in school? And why do you think that is relevant to this whole conversation? Absolutely. What I remember is East versus West, us versus them, USA superpower versus Russian superpower. I remember the Sputnik satellites versus... Um, you know, the Apollo and and all of that stuff. And upon further reflection, it was one of the few superpowers of that time that 
was focused on in the Canadian school system script. Now we know the public education system in Canada and many first world countries is designed to create uh, educated slaves who are worker bees. And you can see how the, you know, the powers that think they be, um, the manipulating forces, the matrix, wanted Jenna and I to perceive Russia. Now, uh, like upon reflection, at one point, I knew all of the Russian presidents. I knew all of the things they had done. I knew all about the horrific things the USSR did. We knew all about um, Anastasia and uh, the Bolshevik revolution and Stalin. Like, I mean a lot. Like we read Animal Farm and all. It's just, just so many deep things that pushed the agenda of Russia being this overarching, like control-driven, demonic nation that was out to get the West. And this is one of the things that happens in lower frequencies, us versus them, divide and conquer. So it makes sense that they picked an enemy and then trained the populace subconsciously in the schooling system to view Russia as this. Now, I eventually was able to evolve out of this and you can take a higher level view, but that deep us versus them, if you just head up on south from the border to Canada into the US, is a whole nother level. They have never let the Russia versus US superpower domination script end, and now it's getting heightened once again. Now, one of the beautiful things about this whole conversation and a part of being a discerning human soul on your journey is looking beyond what the matrix is serving up, looking beyond what the mainstream is serving up, looking beyond what newspapers and social media is ser serving up and looking at things from a different perspective. So Jenna and I are going to share a different perspective here. You can take what resonates, leave what doesn't, but it's definitely worthy, in my opinion, of further exploration and something to keep in your field as this whole superpower, lower energetic drama unfolds in the context of the Great Awakening. Yeah, so I would encourage you to think about in your upbringing, if you were in a traditional school system, what countries did you learn about? Because I remember learning about China. I remember learning about Japan. I remember learning about the States. And to be honest, in all of those countries and any other ones that were briefly talked about, it wasn't through a negative lens. And it definitely didn't go very deep either. Like when we talked about China, it wasn't painting China badly. It was almost like, hey, this is good communism. And we're talking about globalism and all of these things and we weren't really going into basically why it was bad and we weren't learning all of the bad things that they did even when we studied world war ii which i feel like ha that, that could be an episode for another day but they basically said hitler was bad and here's some of the things that happened and that's that and so there was a bit of a negative energy around world war ii with a bit of history there and there was a bit around Russia. But honestly, every other country was really surface level and didn't really paint that much of a picture. So I just think it's really interesting. And this goes into present times where when we see things on the media, such as right now, how they're pumping it out about Russia invading the Ukraine, immediately my red flag goes off that, oh, there's probably more than meets the eye here. Because when things are happening, as an example, the current genocide taking place in China, it's getting like no mainstream media coverage. In fact, we hosted the fucking Olympics in China this year, even though they're committing mass genocide against their people, not to mention being the, if COVID even exists, being the origin point of a bioweapon. Like there's all these various things that are going on, yet no sanctions have really been put against China. In fact, countries like where we are in Nicaragua are actually dropping ties with countries like Taiwan in order to support China or where we're from in Canada, basically it's bought and sold to China and they're inviting more and more Chinese in. So I just think it's a really interesting thing to get curious about the conditioning that's been put into the collective, especially in the Western world, so to speak, when it comes to places like Russia. And this ripples into getting curious about things like what's happened with Syria and ISIS, because it only takes a little bit of research to know that the U.S. is more or less funding that. And Russia has really been the only country with common sense to actually have some actionable steps on how to put a stop to that versus countries like the U.S. basically want to look like they're invading to help and that they're peacekeepers 
and that they're doing all of this stuff when actuality is a lot of the time they're creating these quote-unquote wars in order to profit, in order to get resources, and so much more. And I feel that there is an element at play here of that exact situation when it comes to Russia and Ukraine. Like, what are your thoughts about this, Spence? Yeah, I think we need to just back this up a little bit and go back to the Syria discussion. So if you don't yeah. really know what's happening in Syria, long story short, the U.S. invaded um, or was trying to invade and destabilize their president who ultimately wanted to create his own, you know, his own, like his own currency and not join the global banking cartel. You might know this as the cabal scaling all the way up into the astral realm being controlled uh, by different aliens, but we know them as the cabal here, the banking cabal, the ones who literally control all of the money supply. And there's only been a handful of nation states across this entire earthly realm that has ever stood up to the cabal. And the last four of them were brutally killed. It happened in uh, uh, Libya with uh, Gaddafi, who again mainstream made him out to be this horrendous dictator, and yeah, I'm sure he's done some crazy, some crazy low vibrational stuff, but definitely no worse than what the states has been doing with their uh, imperialistic uh, domination agenda. There's been a couple in Africa. Whenever African presidents randomly die, it's usually a good time to look into how is this tied in with the banking cartels of the world because ultimately they want a one world currency one world government you know all of that stuff that people say is conspiracy facts yeah which is where things like even in el salvador in central america and them moving bitcoin in as legal tender and mexico is moving towards this other countries which we'll save that for our next episode where we're going to be talking about conscious crypto the new economy this is also what we are talking about on our new TikTok channel and brand that Spence and I are just launching together. So it's super exciting and you can check out the link in the comments to come and follow us on Instagram and on TikTok. And our handle is Conscious Crypto Couple because we are obviously really passionate about consciousness rising on the planet, crypto, new economy, all of this stuff. So we've decided to have a dedicated channel to speak into these things together. So you can definitely come and follow us there and also check out our next podcast episode together where we're going to be talking more specifically around the economics and the financials and our predictions and recommendations and just thoughts and what we're doing, our research, as we explore the Great Awakening. So I'm going to pass it back to Spence, but I just had to interject because that thought came through for me around El Salvador being one of the countries that is kind of going against right now in a lot of ways the the current agenda when it comes to the world economic forum and the you know zionist cartels at the end of the day yeah so like jenna said there there's many aspects of this global banking cartel and one of the ones that's been really prevalent with canada um, and the whole thing right now is the world economic forum coming to light which is a private uh, private agency that gets billionaires together and buys and pays for politicians and you know all of this kind kind of siphoning stuff and you know they do not want places like russia bringing this full circle russia having their own currency that stands against what they want to do which is the one world the one world currency the one world government so russia's portrayed as this this enemy with putin being this crazy you know, warlord dictator ruling over the iron fish. And, you know, he took over Belarus uh, a while ago and he entered Georgia and all of these things. But you have to look at what the mainstream is saying about these things as, as you know, a expansion and rewriting of borders, you know, the most since World War II. Now, of course, this is what NATO is saying, what the UN is saying, all of these agencies and um, things of the global at arms, the global bag cartel are saying. Now, I'm not discounting that there are, souls caught up in this fleeing their homes because of this i'm not discounting that people are becoming displaced i'm not discounting that people are dying however what we're talking about here is exploring thought patterns and possibilities beyond what the matrix will try and sell you so let's look at this from this cabal perspective so if the cabal is coming to infringe and take you know wants to basically create more and more of their own assets in the form of nations around your nation, what would your likely response be? Well, a likely response from a military perspective is to actually make sure you create buffer zones with other 
countries around you. This is partially what Russia is doing. But what 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 is what happens when you go deeper? What happens when you start researching the conspiracy facts? What happens when you go deep into the twisted sickness and the Luciferian Satanism agenda of the cabal and then juxtaposition that against Russia? So the Ukraine is known and has always been known for human trafficking and women trafficking. The Western world is and Europe as well is absolutely littered with Ukraine, like um, young women who grew up in Ukraine, were kidnapped, moved through tunnels all the way to different parts of the Europe and the world, bought and sold openly for uh, sexual siphoning and exploitation. Uh, this happens with Polish girls as well. Like it, it, It's well known. But what you have to go even deeper with is the entire trafficking network of underground tum tunnels and dumbs, deep underground military bunkers of the whole network of Europe starts in the Ukraine. Ukraine is the entry point for literally thousands and thousands and thousands of women, some who never actually come out of the ground and end up in, guess what, something that was talked about earlier at the start of COVID before it kind of got backed off by the mainstream, and that is adrenochrome which from a lower density perspective on earth is, is some of the deepest, darkest uh, shadow aspects to this entire earthly reality that you can have. You can do your own research on what adrenochrome is, but it's a, a very dark thing that humans have allowed to happen by giving away our sovereignty. Well, there are lots of bio facilities with bio lab facilities in the Ukraine creating this stuff uh, by exploiting the children who are there. So how does Russia factor into this? Well, Russia factors into this because Russia knows that the Ukraine uh, has a lot of men. It has a pretty solid military and is deeply tied with the UN and could potentially you know, create a threat to its own sovereignty. So in order to counter this, Russia is invading this. Now, a byproduct of this is they're that Russia is destabilizing one of the cabal centers. Now this looks really bad because the whole Ukrainian, you know, Ukrainian money's collapsing and all of this stuff. But if you look at the World Economic Forum and some of these different arms, they have actually indebted with forced loans through the banking cartel system, Ukraine, by billions and billions of dollars. They have literally enslaved the populace with ear like debt you cannot possibly repay. So in a way, we talk often as new earth leaders about how we want the banking system to completely be rewritten. Well, this is what you've been asking for, if you've been asking for that. This is, this is how the global banking system is starting to crack and show. And it's showing up as Russia invading Ukraine, blowing up some of these dumps, blowing up some of these tunnels, blowing up huge supplies of ammunition and weaponry that was pointed at, at Russia. So, hon, on that flow, what what is in there for you? Yeah, well, I definitely feel that Ukraine is one of those countries where they've really worked hard over the years to intentionally suppress the people there to keep the vibration lower. I know from my one client and other people I've talked to that have lived there and spent time there that a lot of Ukrainian people have just like a very depressed energy to them. Like many people feel really trapped there. They don't have a lot of opportunities. And the way my client described it to me when we were chatting yesterday is very much walking around with like not really a will to live, not necessarily walking around suicidal or anything per se, but people just have this lower energy to them because of what has been created there and the energy that's been put in place intentionally in Ukraine, which has about 40 million people and is the breadbasket of Europe and can feed an estimated 600 million people a year based on the resources that come from there. And we're going to talk about Canada a little bit more after, but it's interesting as well when you think about the lands that are really utilized in our world for resources are some of the countries that are really in the news a lot right now, that are really being targeted in different ways right now. And so to me, this is where a lot of things collide. Like the fact that people like Hillary Clinton and Biden, which we know are puppets, but we'll just talk about them as if they're people. Well, they have a lot of assets and things that are connected to the Ukraine. 
in terms of their financials and in terms of their investments and things. And so this is all showing and pointing towards the fact that there is a lot of financial stake in a country like the Ukraine. And as they move towards collapsing the global financial system in order to move ahead Agenda 2030 with the World Economic Forum, it makes absolute sense to me that we see drama playing out in some of these countries. And this is where Canada comes into play as well, where they're using it as like the poster child experimental, one of the experimental countries, we'll call it, to roll out the digital dollar. It's interesting to me that on the 2-22-22 portal, that that's basically when things amped up with Russia and Ukraine. It's also when Canada all of a sudden decided to revoke the Emergency War Act that they were full steam ahead with. And it's also the same day that they released a video talking about how we're moving towards releasing the digital dollar in Canada and how great it's going to be. Because these satanic psychopaths work with the energies of our planet the same in the same way, but a completely different way that light workers work with these energies in order to amplify our abundance, in order to anchor the new earth. Well, these powerful energy portals are also being tapped into by, you know, the darker forces and the, what we like to think of as the parasites that have been infiltrating earth for a really long time, but are also on their way out. And so I feel a lot of what we are seeing and experiencing right now are basically the desperate cling clinging attempts to maintain control, which they know that they are losing. And so this is why I feel like in the behind the scenes, you know, stuff we're not seeing on mainstream media, there's probably a lot of backdoor meetings and things that have gone on between someone like Putin in Russia, who I don't believe is a part of the cabal and a part of the World Economic Forum. And I'm not saying I'm a fan of him as an individual. I think he is a hardcore leader of this country you know that has his own agendas so it's not like I'm a super fan of him but I feel he has in his own way an energy similar to Trump and I'm not necessarily a pro-Trumper either but I do believe that there are some people that have made it into leadership positions in you know big power countries of the world that may have different agendas Mm -hmm. from the cabal and so this is what we're seeing right now are all these power grabs at play where there's these big moves that are happening, which is ultimately to me actually really exciting in a lot of ways. No one said this transition was going to be easy. I think we're going to see a lot of souls leaving the planet, whether it be from the vaccines, whether it be from immune issues and just general health things or other bioweapons to be released, whether it's people who aren't meant to be here for the next chapter and they've played their role and they'll be tapping out onto the next path of their soul journey. But I definitely feel like there's going to be a lot of changes happening in that regard in the days, in the weeks, in the months to come. Because I, I feel that in a lot of ways, the new earth is already here, but we're seeing that shakeout of energy. It's like the delayed effect. I always tell my clients that when we are manifesting, things can happen really fast. We can make timeline jumps and make quantum leaps in you know, the quantum realm, so to speak. And oftentimes there's like a delay effect. There's like this residue energy. Maybe if you're listening to this, you've manifested something before, or you've changed your thoughts and your beliefs and your actions to support you stepping into the next level. And then maybe you've had a moment where you're like, what the fuck? Like I'm doing all the right things. I'm believing, I'm being, I'm acting as though. Why hasn't it happened yet? Why am I actually still feeling broke? Or why am I still feeling like this is hard? Or why haven't I manifested the relationship? And in my experience, and I've experienced this too and seen it with thousands of women, oftentimes there's a lag effect. And so if you were in a really deep set belief and knowing or thought pattern before that something wasn't possible, well, sometimes even though you've had this huge shift, you might still see things playing out. Like from a business perspective, as an example, maybe you've elevated who your ideal client is and you're wondering though why you still have people that aren't really your ideal client in your field, even though you've updated your message and you've updated these things. But this is where that lag effect can happen. And you might still have people in your field that haven't quite picked up the new energy yet. And so they're, they're still there. And this is what I feel like is happening if you zoom out on a collective scale, where the 
I believe vibration and frequency on the planet has gotten so bright and so accelerated, there is no stopping this. But there's still this shakeout of energy that has to play out. I personally don't subscribe, although I'm open to it. It just doesn't resonate with me that we're necessarily just going to wake up and everything is going to be harmonized. There is a lot of collective wounding and trauma and ancestral stuff and galactic interference, all of these things that need to be cleaned up in order for us to really experience that level of harmony on earth. So I, I definitely believe, although it doesn't have to be apocalyptic, it, it's going to get maybe a little bit messier before it gets better because there is a lot to be purged. There's a lot to be cleaned up right now. And something that has landed for me that I actually think is also kind of exciting, even though it's uncomfortable, is let's say as an example with the Russia-Ukraine stuff going on, the way Canada has really, you know, gone quite dictatorship, is a lot of a lot of these countries, a lot of these background energies that were already there are showing their teeth. It's like all is being revealed. And so in a way, some of these areas, like let's say Ukraine, they might actually really be able to rise up and shift out of the lower vibration that they've been stuck in and placed in for a really long time on an accelerated timeline because of this, you know, to liberate themselves. And the same thing with someone like Canada or Australia and some of these places where all the cards are being laid. People are getting woken up faster and faster and faster. I know I have certainly observed that in the last month or so with the Freedom Convoy and how that has sparked a movement across the world and it's really shown people that they are not alone like even the people who weren't able to go to the main freedom convoy there's been millions of people across canada that have gone out to their closest city or that went in a convoy in their local area or they went to a bridge or an intersection and met a thousand other canadians from their street and realizing wow okay i'm not alone in this and it sparked hope it has sparked love. It has sparked unity. And I feel that this is only going to become more and more amplified. You can't turn it off. You can't stop it. And so even though the parasites are desperately trying to maintain control, there's too many factors and forces here that are actually going to move it and continue the trajectory into higher vibrations, even if they try other things, even if it looks terrible, even though there may be some war, so to speak, some death, some big changes happening in the world. It doesn't necessarily mean that this is long term. It doesn't necessarily mean we are headed into World War III. It definitely doesn't mean that we're going to have a nuclear war. Personally, I feel that that actually won't happen. There's very little things I feel galactically that other beings, our brothers and sisters from other realms, will infiltrate or influence on our planet, but I do believe that that's one of the areas. So I'll pass it over to you, Spence, because that's been a bit of a transmission for me. I'd love to hear your take on some of this and what's flowing for you. Yeah, thanks for that. That was absolutely beautiful. And yeah, I'll just speak in that nuclear thing. That's not something I, I have any fear over, and I used to a long time ago, because there are a lot of benevolent beings who don't, um, who really are cautious and cognizant of the power of human free will because this is a free will planet you can always you always have the choice and beings know how powerful and how wild human free will can be so there's been a lot of non-interference especially from benevolent beings because of this but because they um they have such a, a higher perspective. They have councils. There's so many different councils. One of the big ones is uh, the Interdimensional Free World Council. You can go and search and look that up. And they've basically put out a, disp uh, a dispensation that any nuclear Armageddon, uh, they, those will be interrupted. And uh, I, I truly do believe that. There's been five or six times in with high-level channelers that I've heard in various different ways that it's been interrupted as recently as a few a few years ago because these psychopaths are crazy right like they have power grab service to self like entities infiltrating the national plan they got no problem sacrificing countries and stuff like that but it's quite beautiful that we have this interdimensional support so definitely send some love out to our brothers and sisters for watching over that and also sending some love to them and ourselves knowing that 
they're not here to be saviors. This isn't a savior complex. Russia, Putin isn't a savior. Ultimately, in order to make it through to this sovereign new earth transition, some of us call this 5D, higher, vibra higher frequency timelines, we have to do what Jenna said and continue to come back into the heart space and bring bring centeredness to ourselves within and let that frequency resonate into our neighbors and our families and our communities and let that resonate outwards. And this is where we talk about it can't be put back in the box. I have seen more videos online of people standing together in love and unity and consciousness and freedom and liberty in the last three months. And I've seen during the entire awakening during COVID and all the way back, you know, as far as I can remember. And one of the beautiful things that Jenna and I have talked about is it doesn't matter where your opinions were about COVID, the world, the cabal, you know, being quote unquote awake and woke as F in 2020 or in 2021 or in 2022, wherever you are at right now, it's a free will planet and you have the power to change your perspective and upgrade your consciousness and your viewpoint and opinion without having shame or guilt for how you thought before. And this is one of the beautiful things of this great awakening transition kicking off is Every single time we come into the heart space and we start forgiving ourselves for and wronging ourselves for how we thought and come into the present moment of love, that triggers each other and the frequency gets higher and higher and higher. And only about six to seven to eight percent of the entire human population has to be on this consciousness higher level timeline in order for mass amounts to wake up and we're like it's already done we've hit this tipping point people will not be going back into their boxes the matrix mirrored to us with the lockdowns what that's like living in a box and people have had enough of it. people are not going to live like that on mass so you can expect wide like widespread awakening to continue as the frequencies on this planet get higher and higher and higher it's a compounding effect and that just literally shows the parasites on an energetic level that they can't siphon us right because it's just like you see in the matrix movie when neo wakes up the parasites had you asleep and we're siphoning you that's exactly it's such a funny divine cosmic comedy that we watch that on movies but don't realize that that's what's actually having in happening in our real life you know they have to the parasites have to put it out there it's part of their weird permission free will uh, messed up psychopathic energetic they always show us somewhere along the line i think that's part of what the i think that the parasites almost can't comprehend and intellectualize certain things because they can't fully understand the energetics of things like love that I feel that there is a blind spot too that they really have in all of this because they've run the models. They they know that like the COVID narrative and certain things, like they, they know that the they likelihood the is not going to continue on forever. So then they've got to move on to climate lockdowns or distracting people with wars or other various things. And the wild card in all of this though is human free will. That's mm -hmm. the thing. Like they, they can plan project, assume, forecast. forecast, desire all they want, and they'll do everything that they can to keep that plan that they have on track, and they'll pivot and do anything that they can possibly do. But at the end of the day, they cannot override human sovereignty, and they cannot fully predict or model what can happen when human free will is applied to the situation. And I really do feel that is what is happening in certain circumstances. Like if you take what happened in Canada with the Freedom Convoys, I don't think they thought there'd be quite the level of support that there turned out to be, the full level of activation that they turned out to be, but then this is how they pivot and they go, oh, well we actually don't need the Emergencies Act because there's also now enough hesitancy in the financial system that people are pulling their dollars out and it's collapsing the banks in Canada to turn it into the next Venezuela, which is right on track for them with rolling out the digital dollar and all of the Agenda 2030 plans of the World Economic Forum. So this is where you can see they do things like pivot, we don't need to do that anymore, we'll just go with this because this is still on track with our agenda. And then people think they've had maybe a win when in reality the parasites actually don't really see it that way but this is where I feel the human free will really comes into play and the amplification of love on our planet where it doesn't really matter if they think they're quote-unquote winning 
humanity will prevail. It's just whether or not it, it's just to me whether or not it takes longer than it needs to and how messy it will get in the process. But to me, it's inevitable that it's already here and it's happening. These are just the things where the more the consciousness continues to accelerate, the more that these changes will be happening, I feel, on the planet. Yeah, absolutely. Now, there's a couple things that we made notes of that we had talked about, just looping back to Russia and Ukraine for different perspectives. And, and ultimately, everything that we say here is for you to sit with. And if you're a hard no, if you just get a contraction around stuff we're saying, this is an opportunity to, to reflect on, well, what, what are your resistance to it? Is it you think we're lying? Is it triggering something within you? and really go and work through that. This is not an easy conversation to have, but it is. these are the conversations that heal and evolve our souls and our perspective into higher timelines. Now, one thing we want you to, we recommend you do if you're interested in just exploring more about this Russia-Ukraine cabal relationship is actually to drive into our, our uh, one of our favorite parasite players. And he's one of our favorites because he mirrors so much. He's been such a, yeah, psychopathic disruptor that people know who he is and his his work is going to get exposing and ultimately he's provided so much freaking contrast for sovereignty and giving away our control that I'm really I'm happy about it because guess what earth is a pendulum and a balancing of the scales a coming back into balance of the hero gamos the masculine and feminine and Soros really George Soros we're talking about really represents to me the the masculine energetic gone so far into control and domination that guess what we get to swing way the fuck back to bring in beautiful like divine feminine co-creation with the earth energies in order to balance that scale so go have a look at his hand and his organizations within ukraine have a look at his relationship with the cabal have his look at relationship to canada russia u.s and you're going to find some really really interesting stuff from the matrix level if that's something you'd like to explore now another thing we wanted to bring up was edward casey and edward casey was a psychic doctor he was a doctor who often um did a lot of really intensive channelings for patients and he also was able to bring through a lot of prophecy and predictions a notre dame of source he was known as the sleeping doctor and he would go to sleep in a chair and he would have someone with a notepad ask him questions and he would enter a different like trance and you know potentially it was another consciousness would come in or something would speak through him i know there's different ways that people channel but anyway he would speak through these things and he died, I think, in 1944 or something like that, and he predicted almost all the things that happened in World War One, all the things in World War Two. I think someone did a study once of his, well, like, multi, I think he predicted multiple thousands of things, and they cross-checked the things that had happened, and it was something like he'd only been wrong once or twice. Just an incredibly, incredible wealth of information from the other side. And how he fits into this story is he actually foretold at the USSR collapse and the liberation of Russia into supposed do uh, democracy and how it would become, Russia would become the hope of the world is what he said. They would be the, ba the bastions of hope against the final dark cabal end of the earth parasitical release or par parasitical dissolution when the par parasites fully lose their grip on humanity and have to leave. So that's a perspective too here to consider is like how is Russia actually positioning itself to rid the planet of some of these darker energies. Now I'm not saying Russia might not try and take over things as well, but I think it's very important to look at these different perspectives from what's being shared. And if you want to know a funny little thing, and this kind of shakes up the whole reptilian cabal thing before I'll pass it over to Jenna, is go search up Putin meets the Queen reptilian or reptile yeah. on something like BitChute or rumble and there is a legit video i have seen it with my own eyes and it doesn't look that cgi to me where russia meets the queen and the queen quickly shapeshifts in front of putin into a like literally like a reptilian like you would expect uh, 
and Putin like literally jumps back, kind of caught off guard and startled. And then they don't walk in together. Like the queen walks forward and Russian uh, Putin walks back, uh, behind with his Russian bodyguards. It's it's really quite incredible. And I've, I've seen footage of this kind of stuff in the Vatican as well, where mm-hmm. ma- uh, priests are going down the line. And then all of a sudden, like, why the fuck is there like a reptile tile lizard like snake thing in a Vatican uniform with peop- with uh, quote unquote human skin priests? in front and behind them. So there's lots of wild stuff going on when it comes to this. But just to bring this all on home is there's a lot of things that are going to be coming out. This is what a uh, beautiful group of interdimensional beings called the Hathors that worked a lot with Egyptian times talk about as chaotic nodes. And chaotic nodes are what occur when there is a shift in the frequency timeline. You can think of this as when a pot of water is at 98 or 99 degrees Celsius just before it turns to steam. What's happening in that pot? It's boiling. It's rolling. What's happening on a proton, neutron, electron level? There's so much vibration. And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing so much freaking vibration from the solar codes and the shifting of the astrology and the epic and all of these different things that we are moving into that gas. And that gas, that steam state is what we would call 5D, higher timelines, abundance, liberty, sovereignty, unconditional love, co-creation, regeneration of the earth, higher timelines. We are very, very close. But how many chaotic nodes are going off in that pot of water, a.k.a this planet earth right now a lot so expect widespread change in 2022 absolute widespread change from economic change social change societal change war change spirituality change physical body change it's all going to be happening and the recommendation and the the medicine that jenna and i are continuing to practice and integrate is coming back into our heart space and asking the question if our entire reality on earth shifted into those higher harmonics of love, unity, and consciousness over the coming two, five, 10, 20, 50, 100 linear years, would that be worth it to release the slavery of, of human and humanity from the cabal, from the matrix that's been cycling for millennia and millennia and millennia, would it be worth it for you to come into the heart space, help your neighbor and follow your passions and completely expand into this energetic, enjoying this adventure, this grand adventure, this great transition and moving beyond perceiving these shifts as lower frequency and actually as the chaotic nodes that are bringing us into higher level timelines. Yeah, and so I want to bring you into the energetic right now of common sense. There's a really powerful quote from Aristotle where he basically talks from, and I don't have the exact quote, but paraphrasing is, common sense is where consciousness originates. If a society is lacking common sense and there's little conscious morality, empathy, discernment, or love, how does one propose to govern such a population. And this is where I feel like the Russia stuff gets really interesting because in my personal opinion, looking at what's happened with Russia's involvement with Syria and also now seeing what's happening with the Ukraine, I feel like there are some elements of common sense of the application of how Russia is responding to the cabal and the stand that they are taking. And again, they have their own agendas and things, but I do feel that they are a representation of common sense energy towards the parasites on our planet. And I think this trickles down into all of us in our day-to-day lives. You know, whether you're in Canada, if you're in the US, if you're in Australia, if you're in Europe, if you're in South America, you know, if you're anywhere in the world listening to this right now, how can you apply common sense to your day-to-day environment and to the purging of these parasites on our planet and your own personal liberation and sovereignty. And I think one of the simplest but most powerful things that we can all continue to lean into doing is united non-compliance, is getting creative to not participate to the maximum possibility available to you in these agendas. So if you're in a place that still has mask mandates, like maybe now is the time if you have been complying to stop complying. 
if you are in somewhere, which I believe is coming in into all areas of the world, or they're going to try to with digital dollars and all of these changes, well, maybe now is a time to explore things like cryptocurrency, purchasing silver and gold, land, community, you know, and really positioning yourself to not be in a position to feel that you have to comply with all of these insane things that they are trying to manipulate the population with. And so we all have our own path. We all basically get to use discernment. I feel like discernment and common sense are BFFs. Mm -hmm. And discernment is what can help you tap into common sense, is what can help guide you through these times and also bring you back into your heart space, even listening to this podcast. You know, using your discernment as to what resonates for you, what doesn't, what might be triggering for you because maybe it feels true to you versus what actually doesn't resonate and that's totally okay. And I feel that this is where our collective society is really at right now is actually having to look at things through the lens of common sense and discernment because things have gotten so distorted in the reality that has been projected to us in the matrix and this is a part of the transition and a part of cleaning up the energetics so that we can really collectively experience the new earth energetic. And so I know that in upcoming episodes, Spence and I are going to be jamming out tomorrow or more about the new earth. We're going to be talking about conscious crypto. We're going to be talking about the changes to the economy and our predictions and explorations around this, which is also as I mentioned earlier, what we are going to be having a lot of fun with on our new TikTok and Instagram channel and brand together under the Conscious Crypto Couple. So you can find our links and handles for those below. And I'm also really excited because last year in late 2021, we ran a really powerful program together, Transcending the Matrix, and we are gearing up to run 2.0, our next round of this program, which We had amazing feedback from the clients that went through this program with us last year. And honestly, I really liked it because I love doing my business coaching and leadership and the wealth energetics and all of the stuff I tend to focus on. But one of my other real areas of passion is being a new earth researcher and not only for my own personal liberation and sovereignty, discernment and commitment, but is to dismantle the chains, the energetic chains that have put humans like myself, like Spencer, like you, into a state of enslavement, both consciously and subconsciously. And so I'm really looking forward to Spencer and I getting to have the honor of facilitating the next round of this program together. So if you're listening to this around the time that we go live with this episode, We're going to be opening up the waitlist soon. Mm -hmm. There's going to be announcements coming. And if you're listening to this a little bit after the fact, then you can definitely check out the links and everything below where we will have it updated because we are going to be launching it this spring again and taking another group of amazing awakening souls through this journey together of soul liberation. So I'll pass it over to you, Spence, if you have any final thoughts. But this has been really fun to record this episode and bring you along with us for this journey. Yeah, absolutely. That Transcending the Matrix program was just Mm -hmm. absolutely, absolutely lit. Like, it was so, so deep. The transformations were incredibly, like, so beyond just making more money and being abundant. Like, it was, it was, it was absolutely amazing to just see the energetic and and literally the physical chains that have been dissolved from the uh, participants in that program. And Jen and I are, are quite known for having programs and dojos and calls and stuff like well outside the norm of what you would expect. So it was really, really fun to co-create together. Mm-hmm. And as Jenna said, like it filled, it filled up, it filled up really quickly because there isn't really anything like this out there. So if you want a spot, send us a message on Insta or at the emails and just be like, Hey, I, I, I want to secure my spot and you can get the early bird pricing as well. And you can also look out on our social media channels where, We will be sharing stuff a little bit more as we go. So we will just finish off with this transmission that the way to thrive 
in 2022 during this massive kickoff up level in frequency as we transition to the great the great awakening of our species is to come back to your heart space you will literally hear jen and i say this over and over and over and over again because this is how this is how love wins this is how love shifts the entire planet this is beyond the cliche of love over fear this is literally remembering that you are divine source creator consciousness incarnated in a physical vessel meaning you are unconditional love because this entire this entire universe is created on the foundation of the loving pulsing flow of unconditional love and when you bring that into this reality nothing can touch you there's no fear you're not worrying about the cabal and russia and these things you're able to perceive these things in neutrality and perceive them as a part of this divine flow that you get to witness and that is a very powerful place to be because it brings you into the next level of your relationships when relating to others, relating to yourself and your journey, your reason for being here, uh, relating to your business and your purpose and mission, and ultimately relating to this entire earthly realm. This is how you free yourself within the quote game, the simulation of the matrix of earth. And then you just literally get to co-create your most divine creative expression with with source, with God, with creator consciousness. And who wouldn't want to do that? You're waking up, you've gone through the trauma, you've gone through the drama, you see through the illusion, you're growing and flowing. And now's the time to fully claim everything that you came here to do and be by coming back into that heart space, remembering your unconditional love. And that is how we move into the higher timeline of the sovereign new earth. It's been beautiful to have you here, like, share, Email us. We love to hear from you. And from our hearts to yours, aho, namaste, all our relations. We love you. We love you. We love you. And we will see you in a future episode. Thanks so much for joining me for today's episode of the Soul Meat Strategy Podcast. I'd love to hear what came up for you during this episode. Tag me on your stories on Instagram at Soul Meat Strategy and come hang out with me inside of the New Earth Feminine Leadership Community on Facebook. Don't forget to leave me a review as I love and so deeply appreciate hearing your feedback. And from my heart to yours, keep shining bright, sister, and I'll see you on the next episode.